Welcome back to Women in PBE. You're with Madison Emily, and this is PBE from our perspective. Hi. So this week we have two veterans in sim leagues um, on our podcast today, uh, the one and only Beck and the one and only Evoc. So welcome. We're excited to have you both here with us today. Thank you for having us. Very exciting to be here, although it's very, it's still very strange to me to be considered a veteran because I feel like a baby um, in siblings <laughs> still. Uh, I, I do feel like a veteran after four years. <laughs> well, yeah, it's because Evic's been here for eight million centuries before I even was <laughs> yeah. on the radar. Um, yeah, but a veteran doesn't necessarily include time. Like, it's also what you've accomplished in sim leagues. Fair enough, fair which, enough. Which we will get to. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, we do appreciate you both making the time um, and effort to be here with us for this podcast um, so we can have a chat with you and so our lovely listeners can also get to know you and your players a little bit more as well. Yeah, so both of you, how did you um, first find PE starting out? Was it easier or harder to navigate than other sim leagues and what was kind of some of the differences that you found? Um, I can start. Uh, I actually found PBE basically two or three weeks before it started. Uh, so I was basically a pioneer in the in the league. Uh, the ID came from I don't actually remember the name. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that doesn't start well. Uh, I think it was Rindy that started the league. Um, I'm not sure, however. Uh, but yeah, basically they, they announced it on the SHL, which is my main league, the Arculi. Yeah. Um And I joined it because, well, that looks like an interesting league. I like baseball. Uh, I want to be part of it and uh, help create it. Uh, and it wasn't harder to navigate than the SHL for me because it was basically a copy paste of the SHL. <laughs> uh, so the same section in the same places uh, and everything. And I've been sucking to the league since it was created. That's pretty cool that we have a first time, like someone that created on the podcast <laughs> or helped create. So that's pretty cool. How long were you in hockey before the baseball then? Uh, not super long, I believe. Uh, I think it was about six months or something like that. Cool. And Bex? Yeah, I also came over from a different league. I joined the, at the time, the NSFL, which is now the ISFL, um, the one that I'm most involved with. Um, uh, and I joined that league, was in it for a really long time, met a bunch of people who are also doing PBE, um, people like Jurosu and uh, SLM kept trying to get me to join PBE um, and they wanted me to do like just sign up under a different name and it'll be like super low pressure and like we'll draft you it'll be great and that's what I ended up doing when I joined SHL but with PBE I was like nope I'm gonna I'll sign up when I'm ready um, and then I found out that Bauer who is a very good friend of mine um, was going to be getting a team in the minors and I'm like okay I'm sold sign me up I can play for the Chicago Kingpins. I will be in the PBE. Um, <laughs> so I finally signed up. Um, 
was really intuitive because it is um, very, very similar to how the ISFL is set up as well. And yeah, joined it, loved it. Really, really glad I uh, ended up making the leap over here as well. That's fun. So again, to both of you, how has it been a, um, a woman in PBE and just maybe sim leagues in general? Max, maybe we want to start this one. <laughs> sure. I think this one is an interesting one to kind of think about because um, obviously my perspective is very shaped by being a woman in leadership positions within sim leagues. Um, obviously not quite as much over. Great to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, when I first joined, there weren't a ton of women that I could see that were super visible. So I was a little bit like, I felt very weird. And I felt very like um, alone when I first started in sim leagues. But like, as you kind of get your name out there is like, oh, this person is a girl and is not hiding that fact. Like, it becomes easier to find other women to, like, connect to. Um, and it feels less lonely as soon as you can start forming those connections. But um, I've never had to deal with any, like, super direct, like, sexism or anything, which is really nice. Um, and I think there's lots of really, really decent people who uh, have created a culture where that is unacceptable, thankfully. Um but I do think that, like, it's hard being a woman on the internet in general, and, like, especially in very male-dominated spaces, there is a, um, a, 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 I don't know, a layer of awareness through all of your interactions that, like, sometimes people say things that they probably wouldn't say to their male buddies. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I that's <laughs> There's no, like, cookies of point to that. That's just kind of ramblings on the general topic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Eva. Um, so for me, my experience was actually mostly smooth uh, as joining sim leagues as a, a, as a woman. Uh, I actually, in the first few hours after joining the SHL, I, uh, I met Pris, who basi was basically my mentor. She kind of left sim league now, unfortunately, but she was a girl. Um, so in the first few hours, I actually knew that, okay, this is not just male in this league, um, which was really great uh, because I was not expecting it either. I had a few experience with sexism, um, being called things that uh, not, uh, not everyone would call each other. Yeah. Um, but I think it was a minor incident. Uh, the other thing that's kind of hard to deal with, uh, that was mostly at the beginning. Now I think it, it doesn't really happen, but it's unsolicited attention. Uh, when people, I, I never been shy to say I was a girl. So there was some people that took that as opportunities. Uh, and it was kind of awkward to have to shut that down. <laughs> yeah it could be awkward in general like in real life to shut it down let alone yes <laughs> basically yeah well facts you are the commissioner of isfl so how long have you been in that role and what are some kind of highs and lows of the job and do you find it how do you find it being a woman in that role absolutely so um I have been head office in general in that league for 521 days. 
Wow. Which is a long ass <laughs> time. Um, <laughs> and in I've been in the commissioner seat specifically for about a year and three months. So 466 out of my 500 <laughs> have been uh, top of the top. And I mean, the entire reason I got involved originally was partially because I was a woman in a male-dominated space. Because when I came into the league, there were three women that I, I knew existed um, once I started making those connections. It was Juosu, um, Mab, and Enigmatic, like the three that I knew that were around and doing stuff. But they weren't really... Um, you know, you couldn't like wander into general chat and see them talking really very much. Um, and I wanted to this maybe sounds very egotistical, but I wanted to to create a way for there to be some kind of beacon of like, hey, this is a space where anyone can can come here in and thrive. Um, yeah. And so I ended up connecting with the commissioner at the time and, you know, had a conversation with him and kind of had a, a, a little list of things where I'm like, hey, here are some things that I notice um, that are, you know, not quite perfect. And here are some suggestions on how you might fix that. And they were like, oh, well, do you want to, like, have an HO internship and, like, come work on some of these things? I was like, yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> yep. And that turned yeah. into, you know, being a head office member. And then after my first season of, in head office, the commissioner was like, okay, I'm out. So uh, you want to be in charge? I'm like, I guess. <laughs> um, and I think, like, I'm the only – obviously, I'm the only female commissioner in the league's history. Um, and I do think there are a lot of – kind of small things that like I can't get away with that my male predecessors could like some of the some of the um the language that's used by previous commissioners some of like the tones like I can't get away with that I will be crucified Roasted. for like yeah <laughs> for talking yeah. in the way that previous commissioners have talked um and that's it's a burden obviously it's it's sucky to have to like be very mindful about every single word that comes out of your mouth but I also like have used that a little bit to kind of elevate the entirety of head office um, to like hold us to a little bit of a higher standard. And my community has been very great at also aiding and holding us very strictly to that higher standard. Um, <laughs> but I, I've been surrounded by amazing members in head office who have been very supportive of me, who have been very willing to be like, Hey, this people, this, these people are like being a douche specifically to you because they think they can get away with it. So like, we're going to help handle this for you right now. If that's cool. I'm like, yep, <laughs> you can, you can, go deal with that i'll be over here you're ready to deal with the next crisis um Do you yeah. find that it's new people come into the league that you know arc up about having a woman as a commissioner or is it just at any random point yeah i mean i think when i first got into it there were some kind of old heads who were like very grumbly about my existence um <laughs> But no, I think they've all kind of seen that, like, I am capable of, of handling the league and handling all the responsibilities. And yeah, so it is more so the new people. But for just as many new people who come in and, like, I think that's weird and, like, are weird about it in general. Like, I have people who come up to me saying thank you for, for being who you are in this space. And, like, my favorite thing is, like, people who aren't open about their gender who come to me and say, like, hey, I'm a, I'm a girl in this league and I, I don't feel super comfortable having people know I'm a girl in this league. But, like, thank you so much for being out there being vocal and that's like it's it makes I'm getting teary because it makes me feel so happy to like get to be that person for people who like recognize that there is a space for for women in any space but especially in sports space yeah that's awesome yeah that's really good uh well thank you for being in that space and subjecting yourself to everything that that requires even though I'm not in ISFL <laughs> Um, I guess 
I knew that you were in ISFL because um, Simo is obviously in that league too. Um, and just knowing that, I was like, oh, that's just that's just so cool. Like, and I guess, yeah, I can apply for HO. <laughs> oh, cool. And also what you, I hear you saying is that um, I could be after Hamas's job. Absolutely. About. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three or four months' time. <laughs> I, I think that would be beautiful. Sorry, Hamas, but like there's something beautiful about girl power in, in the highest positions. Yeah. <sighs> Especially since I think Bex is actually the first female commish in all three big leagues that I know, which are the SHL, PBE, and ESFL. I do not remember there was a female commish in uh, SHL. I could be wrong though, but I do not remember. Um, was it? I do. I do want to like, yeah, recognize that there are plenty of women who who paved the path. I know in the um, ISFL, like Juosu was a foundational GM, basically. Like she's been such a huge, like p- women like that in all sin league spaces have kind of paved the way for where we're at right now. Was I know? Like sometimes it can be hard, like especially first starting out and stepping into that role. And even like with new players coming in, kind of questioning your place of power, but you truly are like changing the narrative of what people think is normal. And you are like using your voice and speaking up for what you believe is right. And it truly is changing the minds of others. And you are making a really big difference in all these leagues. That's so nice to say. And that makes me so happy to like, yeah, I, I guess like, a thing about me as a person is like I have always believed in being a, a voice and a presence for positive change um in my real life I do nonprofit and government work right now like I I'm very much like mindful about you know what are the stories that we're putting forward and- um okay so Evok, you're a GM in hockey how long have you been in the role for uh what's your you know the least favorite and the most favorite part of being a GM so I've been a GM in SHL for about a year. It's it's good. It's getting close to a year. Uh, I remember being like last year in my my mom's bed, editing my team and my application, uh, which was around March. So it's pretty much been a year now. Um, the favorite part of the job is for me for sure the community aspect. Uh, helping people to understand Sim League, celebrating with them when we win, when we lose. Uh, well, we don't really celebrate when we lose, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we console each other. Um, uh, so, and building something from the ground is actually really interesting. Uh, my least favorite part of it is one of the reasons I will, in my opinion, never be a. Uh, senior league uh, GM is uh, when people leave for a reason or another, uh, may it be uh, aging out of the system, being called up early or late, um, uh, leaving for real life reason. Uh, losing friends is always something that makes me sad. And that's the hard part of loving so much a community um for the rest uh about being a woman in this role in the shl i'm not the first 
girl that GM the team. Uh, we had a, I, there was probably more, but I do remember at least of a duo of girl that GM at least one team. Um, so it really does help uh, that people already know that girl can do this job just as well as others. Uh, because actually one of the award of the SHL uh, is named after those two girls. Um, it's the West Conference uh, champion uh, because they perform so well. Um, so it really helped uh, that guy know that you can do your job just as well as any other and don't try to fleece you or anything. Yeah, that sounds, that award sounds good. Yeah, it's really great. Like a good initiative. Yeah, so for both of you, what are some qualities that make a good teammate, a good GM, and a good commissioner? Oh, I love this question. I think for me, the heart of all human interaction is like being willing to listen. Um, and I think that goes for, you know, if, if you're just trying to be a good team and a good, a good friend in life, especially when you're in leadership positions, like being a GM or being um, a head officer commissioner, like you need to be able to listen to the people around you because you can't assume that you know what they need or want unless you're like listening to what they're telling you that they need and want. Um, I do agree a lot with Bex. That was actually the first thing that came into my mind to be able to listen to people, to be here for them, uh, to be basically available um, is a really good quality for a teammate, uh, for any position, actually. Um, and I would say also uh, not... It's a weird way to say it, but not being selfish. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's to it's to want to see other perform just as well as you. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like some, like even in my minors, and now that I've moved up into the majors, look, of course, I want to play well, um, but I don't feel as though that's the be all and end all of you know my team. I love that. Um, so many of the people in Aviators were, you know, uh, Pitcher of the Year and Relieving Pitcher of the Year and um, got gold gloves and silver sluggers. And so, like, you can celebrate with those other people even though I didn't get anything. Like, it's it's not just about me. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I do want to introduce one counterpoint to that, which is yep. just from, from where I occupy a space in Sim League space, like, there are times and places where it's okay to put yourself first. Um, especially like, I know for me, I've had lots of pressure to be on teams that I didn't want to be on that kind of thing. Um, and just to keep in mind that this is a hobby. This is a thing that we're all doing for fun. And so, yes, it's awesome to be able to contribute to other people's fun, but if you're not having fun, you should be doing what's best for you as well. You can balance group interest and your own personal interest. You don't have to completely sacrifice yourself for the, the good feelings of others. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, I definitely agree with that. Like, <laughs> I love it when Tex Walker succeeds. <laughs> um, but even though, like, this season he really didn't, like, <laughs> I'm fully aware of that and, yeah. But, no, I definitely agree with um, if 
especially because um, SimLinks does take up so much of your life or of your time um, that if you're not enjoying it, there's no point like sticking with it or doing that part that isn't fun. I um, definitely agree with you there. So Evoc, we have mentioned it before that you are a pioneer in PBE. Um, you've been here since the beginning, which means that you've had quite a few different players. Well, not quite a few. It's you're on your third. <laughs> so um, we started off with the starting picture in seasons one to two with Victoria's Secret and then, well, seasons 12 to 24 with Elliot Lefive, uh, who was centre field um, position. And then now, hold on. I know that it's phonetically. <laughs> um, Christoph Kripokristoff. Uh, yes. Um, excellent. Who is now a catcher at the start of season 20, uh, 25. So uh, both players ended up moving to DVS. Is there any plans for Christoph to follow in their footsteps? Uh, this is actually so funny when you think about it. Like, in neither case was it really planned to be ending that way to an extent, but <laughs> both players moved to DVS after six seasons. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it kind of became a meme uh, in DVS that Kriprokrasov would actually join DVS in six seasons, no matter <laughs> who would pick me. Uh, so it didn't matter where I was going in the draft. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, I for sure I love uh, the Dead Valley Scorpions guys. Uh, I've spent most of my uh, time in PB in that locker room. Uh, they are amazing. Do I plan for Christoph to go back to DVS? No, uh, I do not plan. I want to go where the wind will take me to an extent. Yeah. Um, I'm fully open to play for most of the team that are on PB. Um, I do have some reserve on some teams that I'm not going to name. Um, but uh, if the, the win take me to DVS in sixth season, that's going to be the funniest story of my life, though, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is pretty great because <laughs> I was, <laughs> sorry, um, you know, doing our research prior to um, – recording and I was just like oh I know she had two players let me just go see where they were and it was like six seasons and then change oh cool six seasons and then change I'm like is this the pattern <laughs> yeah basically what happened is like Victoria's Secret went to FA after six seasons and for Le Five, it was actually uh I had a, a talk with my manager at the time we just had a big change of uh, we just had a big change of manager and I thought I had a bit of value he could use me to rebuild the team the best way I did say I had a preference for DVS since I was from there um, to the to the extent that secret played there yeah. um, and it just ended up working like they managed to do it a deal and everything but if he had tell me uh, i want to keep you in uh the nashville star i would have stayed with pleasure yeah well that makes sense too <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just funny that it ha always happened after six seasons <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yeah, we'll see if it happens again. We will be on the watch for it in what, like, six months' time. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, we will remember this conversation. Okay, and if we don't, you'll move to DBS after six seasons and then we will remember the conversation. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to come back on the podcast and talk about it. And, you know, just so that we remember, it is also episode six. Oh, that's actually funny. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay, we should remember and be able to come straight back to this point. (laughs) Well, Bex. So now tell us a little bit about your player, Vivi Zielman. Um, She has played for a few teams, Detroit, Cancun, and now Death Valley. Which has been your favorite, and what are some career goals that you have? Oh, goodness. Um, Favorites are so hard to name uh, because all three of the teams have meant very different things to me. Um, So when I was drafted by Detroit, I was the first pick of the franchise, and I have a tiny bit of an ego. I think that's allowed. Um, (laughs) Definitely. Getting to be, I was the first pick of the franchise for the Chicago Kingpins and the um, Detroit Demons. So Vivi has gotten to be first for two different franchises, which is like a really good feeling. Um, Yeah. So like that was really exciting. Um, Obviously coming into a brand new team um, was really exciting. Um, The GMs at the time were Jay Cortezzi and Laser, who are both beautiful, wonderful humans that I knew from the ISFL. Um, so it was a really good hype place to be for my beginning of, of PB. And as I kind of evaluated what I wanted and where I wanted my journey to take me here, I realized that that wasn't going to be the best fit in the world for me long term. So I ended up moving over to Cancun, which was uh, GM'd by Bauer, who, like I said before, um, is a very good friend of mine. So getting to go to a place where like I had friends and I got to like have kind of a, a goofy little time with him um lots of teasing with uh him because he basically helped me build all of my player um like detail stuff because i don't know baseball very well so yeah, <laughs> it was beautiful to have him help um and then realizing that as i kind of reached the height of my career my ultimate goal right now is just to be on a competitive competitive team and to to get those wins um and so that meant a transition to death valley which Obviously, my favorite in the moment is Death Valley. That's why I signed there. That's why I'm I'm there. Um, Death Valley has so many wonderful human beings. We had Evoc, and I'm I'm sad that we're not teammates anymore. But you know, we'll see in what the future holds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Gold and I are really close. He and I are going on a, a trip to Disney World with our respective partners in a couple months. Um, Wokers is on the team. He's my best friend in real life. Um, so Death Valley has just like a really wonderful community. So definitely my favorite for the moment. Also, that sounds good. Um, and no, Evoc, I've lost what I was going to say. I was going to say, Evoc, what are some career goals that Christoph has? Um, so far, that's going to be funny. Christoph is so young in my mind that I do not really have goals for him. Um, I'm currently actually hesitating about do I want to have a long career with him? Do I want to be a junior hero? Um, And all the kind of stuff. Because these days, and it's a bit more outside of Sim League, I think I spent a lot of time here. Like, way too much. Uh, So I I, I thought it was a good opportunity to maybe step back a bit uh, of Sim League to have a new player be just a junior hero and enjoy an easier cruise on a player for a few seasons and then get back to it with the next. 
Um, it's going to be to see. Uh, I think the main point will be decided when I will cap, uh, if I want to continue or not. Um, I'm sure not going away from PBE because I'm still an updater and a banker here. Uh, and I don't want to lose those jobs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, it's either to be a junior hero or to try to go chase the gold glove uh, uh, in the major. I mean, you can always chase a gold glove in the minors. That's, uh, you know, easy to do too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I understand the taking it easy and seeing how you... Um, get along with it um you know things can change and you could end up i don't know loving christoph <laughs> yeah that's that's why i'm still open like i have a few months before he's capping uh in junior i don't even know how many tp you can have in junior so that's going to be fun to figure out uh but i have a few months so i'm gonna see how it goes and where i'm drafted as well all that kind of stuff Cool. Uh, you can get 350 TPE. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's like different for each league. So at one point, it's just like I'm asking my GM how much TPE I can spend, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll tell you as well. All your update will say, oh, you can't do that now. <laughs> uh, actually, I think my updater warned me when I had like 15 TPE to go. So you'll be fine. They'll tell you. Um, Okay, well, again, to both of you, uh, what is one word that describes you as a user in PBE? Another really hard question. I'm a huge word yeah. nerd. I love words. I, I got an English degree when I was in college. Um, I, I do writing in my free time. Um, and I think that, uh, so this is kind of a behind the scenes, like how I name my players, but I usually try and find like a word or concept to represent my players. And for the PBE, obviously with Vivi Zielman, it's the word zeal. Um, it's this idea of having like energy or enthusiasm for a pursuit of some kind. And I think that has kind of encapsulated my energy towards PBE um, is that I, I do have this enthusiasm, this um, this desire and drive uh, that I didn't expect to have. Um, when I first joined the PBE, I'm like, I'm going to not be a max earner. I'm going to be really casual about it. Fast forward to my first couple seasons, not missing a single point test, just like really being <laughs> gung ho about everything. I think so. Like, yeah, being being zealous, I guess, about uh, the PBE experience is kind of my single word encapsulation. This is a brilliant question to ask you, then, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Eva, what about you? Uh, that's a really hard question. Um, I'm gonna go with the joke and say goat. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's totally true. So anyway, <laughs> uh, but no, I actually don't really know what word could describe me on PVE. Uh, I think it's. I would go with. It's not a word, but uh, in the shadow. Um, I've been doing a lot of work. May, may it be past in the days or now. Uh, behind the scene of the PBE. Uh, I'm not someone that will pump media. I'm not someone that will pump uh, podcasts. Uh, I'm not that talkative in general. Uh, I can be easily forgotten, I think. Um, but I still pull up, pull up a lot of work for the league. Uh, that 
I'm totally fine doing, but like I mentioned, I'm an updater, I'm a banker, uh, which I've all those positions for almost since I joined the league, uh, went yeah. up uh, because I burn out. Uh, I totally burned out when I had a, a few months after the PB launch, uh, which I actually had a, to pause all Sim League, which I'm happy I'm able to come back. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I've been holding those jobs for a long time. And even back in the day, I did a lot of work to actually launch this league. Yeah. Well, for both of you, again, do you have a favorite team to play against? Um, knowing Person Man's response from last week, is yours any different? <laughs> <laughs> um, because of the kind of rapport that I have with Bauer, uh, playing Cancun is fun and has been fun for me. Um, but yeah, Person Man is, is right in that we don't have any like true rivals, so it's hard to get like super hype about anything <laughs> for me just like winning <laughs> yeah because of my, my personal history it's usually like if i played for that team i really enjoy like um playing that against that team now i think it's just kind of fun uh on my side i actually didn't know person men's answer so from what i understand that's a really good answer you <laughs> uh, said that no one is a rivalry when you keep winning essentially yeah that's it yeah Stinky and arrogant, like DVS. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you said it. <laughs> uh, but realistically, I actually don't have a favorite team to play against for the purpose of... Well, not the purpose. Anyway, the the reason that I don't really watch that much of the streams uh, because I found myself actually caring too much about stat at one point <laughs> um, especially when i was uh the starting pitcher uh where actually not performing well was making me angry uh, yeah. in real life and everything so i was like i'm not actually gonna watch that much of the streams i'm gonna watch a few a season gonna just enjoy and take it take it slow um so at that point i I don't have any teams that I enjoy playing against because I just want to enjoy every team. I want to see that as a show and not as me winning or me losing. No, I am. Um, I can. That's a, yeah, that's great. Um, that you're just in the moment with each game. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Alrighty, so uh, one other question that we'll add on today is what is your favourite part of your current locker room? Ooh, that's a good question. So, um, Evoc, I don't know if, uh, have you gone to waivers or have you gone to the minors draft? I have been to waivers. Uh, okay. so, so I'm you're, part, you're yeah, yeah, I'm part of the Anchorage uh, wheelers. I'm, I had to think because there's also an Anchorage team in SHL and I was yeah. about to do that team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've joined the Anchorage wheelers a few weeks ago and so far it's, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I'm still new. I'm still getting my marks in that locker room. Uh, but I do enjoy a lot of people that are in that locker room. So I, I think that in a few weeks, I will be fully comfortable and enjoying even more my time there. 
Sounds good. I have, and, I, yeah. I have actually something funny about the Anchorage Wheelers locker room is that's where I got my introduction to PBE. Uh, <laughs> I joined that locker room before I had created a player, before I had even decided I wanted to. Bauer was GMing that, co-GMing that team. And so he invited me to the locker room to like meet his friends. That's where I met Person Man, who, you know, that <laughs> turned into something. Yeah. So uh, I have a huge, uh, a huge place in my heart for the Anchorage Wheeler locker room. So I'm very glad that you're there, Evoc, and that that looks to be like an enjoyable space for you. Um, in terms of DVS's locker room, um, I'm gonna, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that there's like one particular element that I like because I kind of like everything. Um, I like that it's more organized now than it used to be because I, <laughs> I got to have access to the role to like restructure <laughs> some stuff. So I like that it's organized. Uh, and there's a couple more organizational pieces that I'm sure will come up. I think it's probably actually um, getting to see all of the stuff that other people are working on. So like. Simo's uh cards seeing those come up are great seeing the sigs that Cal's making for the team like the the kind of rich like uh atmosphere to like share what you are creating I think is probably one of my favorite elements that's nice supporting other people okay so uh we super appreciate having you guys on board with us um it's been great getting to know uh, each of you a bit more um Feel free that if you and when you need to leave, log out. That's great. Um, more than welcome to stick around though too. So last week, Jerosi asked a good question to us, uh, but we wanted to give it a bit more detail and thought it would be great off-season content. Um, and they were, what are your expectations going into the season? What are your goals? Um, and you know, season 25 predictions um, and a bit of stuff with expansions. So I, well, I may as well start because I'm still talking. <laughs> um, my, my expectations is honestly, I just don't want to be terrible. <laughs> um, I would prefer a zero war than a negative war. So I think <laughs> that's my expectations going into this. Um knowing quite well that it can dip into the negative, but I would like to finish on a zero or a positive. Um, and I think goals and I can, you know, always come back uh, and because it's, you know, written down because I had to think about my responses. Um, I would like, and I've probably been easy on myself, but knowing that I'm very little TPE in a majors league, um, I would like five home runs, 10 stolen bases, 40 RBIs, uh, 50 putouts, because obviously I'm a fielder, and a batting average of above uh, 0.2. It was like 200 or whatever it's called in baseball terms. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes and if uh, it works out for me. <laughs> uh, what about you, Madison? Yeah, so some of my expectations for Bougie – she had a pretty rough start last season and ended with the MVP of the All-Star Game. So I'm really looking for some consistency throughout the season. Hopefully can <laughs> get um, some consistency. And some of my goals, I think I definitely want to win my first Silver Slugger. That would be pretty awesome. Um Honestly, MVP is a huge goal, but 
I just want to start out by being the best hitter at my position first, and then we can go on from there. Uh, definitely another goal is another World Series win. Um, yeah, that's kind of all my goals for this upcoming season. We'll just see where Bougie takes me and see if she can pull it off this season. <laughs> They're not like silly girls. Venus Silver Slugger is the top of your field in um, batting. So, yeah, you know, maybe it's... a bit lofty, but. Yeah, I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm high. Alrighty, so Josie also asked us about season predictions. Now, I know that in real life, we've both been busy. Um, so, you know, we'll start with the majors um so the way that we've kind of laid it out is gone with each subdivision and then the overall division uh like legends and champions which are also named champions and legends mm-hmm. um and then i have like we haven't really done an overall of the two combined so legends east uh our standings would be obx uh, NYV, Buffalo, and then Providence. So I know that I've just switched up halfway through in the uh, names of them, so we'll just roll with that. Uh, <laughs> Legends West, would, uh, we're thinking the San Antonio Sloths, uh, Boise, then Vancouver, and the newly rebranded Maui Makos. With a Legends Division, we'll just go the top four, being aviators, sloths, voyagers, and raptors. That's where we're thinking legends will be. Um, and then the champions, East, Nashville, Sarasota, Detroit, then Indy, yeah, Indy, and champions, West. Gosh, this is a mouthful. <laughs> um, New Orleans, DVS, Seattle, and then Cancun. So I know that DVS is pretty high, but I also know that they've lost a few good players, um, which I think a lot of people have with the expansion and just uh, recreate. So I do think Nola might take the uh, the division out at this point. Yeah. Um, but also Champions West is a tough division, I think, with having – uh, New Orleans and DVS in it and then <laughs> an expansion team and one that's in a rebuild. <laughs> so um, check back here in six seasons' time when um, we also check back for EVOC to <laughs> 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 see how Seattle and Cancun are travelling. Uh, but, yeah, I just think um, while well, leading into the expansion teams as well, you know, I think they'll go well. I don't know if they'll be the top of their respective divisions um, because, yeah, they do have quite a few high-earning players. Um, so uh, Laser and Tarko's, Steve Esso's corpse because I think he's retired and recreated. Um, Brain, who's obviously one of the GMs as well, like they're all quite high well, that's all for Seattle anyway. They're all quite high earning TPE. Um, I think they might do a bit better than Buffalo just because Buffalo have a lot more 
low to mid-range players and only a couple of higher earners. Um, but, yeah, anyway, we'll just see how they go and it's exciting introducing an expansion. Yeah. So what did we think about miners? I think the Dynamos and the Hepcats are two teams to definitely watch out for in the next season. And I can't go without saying the newly branded Firehawks, which is the 66ers. Yes, so that looks taking good. On, yeah, taking on a new brand. So definitely think those three teams are some to look out for this upcoming season. I think the miners can just be so unpredictable because there's just such a high turnover. Yeah. Uh, with getting call ups and everything else. Um, so I think also like being a GM in the miners is just so different to being a GM or would be so different to being a GM in the majors just because it's such a different dynamic. You don't really like unless you're trading picks away for in several seasons time, which is I know what Dallas were doing. Um to create the powerhouse that they did last season but still, like, didn't take out the um, World Series. Um, sorry to the Dynamo's listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just got to be so different. Like, you can't bank on the people sticking around and that would probably be for, you know, every minors team, not just Dallas. <laughs> yeah, we definitely might have a few surprises <laughs> in this season the miners can definitely be more unpredictable. Yeah. And like one of the miners expansion teams could all of a sudden just be amazing because yeah. like, <laughs> there's only 350 TPE per person. <laughs> okay. Um, so we also would like to give a shout out to PBE Family Therapy. They've mentioned us a couple of times on their podcast. So we thought we would – do the same um, as a fellow podcasting duo. So the, I know that they've mentioned on their pod that um, that we do such a better thing for the league. But look, you know, I don't want to take that. Um, I think we just have each found our niche. Um, if you want to know more about PBE, talk to them or listen to them. <laughs> But if you want to know more about the people in PBE, that's us. <laughs> we do not have the same stats base as they do and, you know, that baseball knowledge. Um, anyway, or listen to both of them. That's fine too. In a few weeks, we're going to be doing a recording of a joint podcast. So be on the ear for that. Um, we did have a – so they've – we have a – uh, discord channel so if you're listening and you're not in it feel free to join in um we did open hours just saying to the league before they did <laughs> i think yeah. we inspired them that it's okay to um have friends <laughs> um but yeah so we had this little jest that maybe we can have a pod versus pod playoff um you know, sim it out a bit, best of seven, uh, and that we've just kind of rolled with that idea. So we will be doing a little mini draft within us. Um, so if you're not in any of our discords and you would like to be so we can draft you, just message either myself or Madison or uh, um, 
Flow Pop or Dr. K and join our discords. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's that. But we also had a few questions um, for us uh, out on Twitter and in our channel. So uh, <laughs> Simo asked us who our favourite Dallas co-GM and DBS pitcher is. <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry, who is also a DVS pitcher. And, you know, I looked, but there's only one. So, I mean, that's a pretty unfair question to be asking <laughs> who your favourite is. But I think uh, Simo also knows that he's my favourite person. So, you know, I guess he would be my favourite Dallas Code GM and also who is a pitcher in DVS. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gurren asked us oh, advice, but Bex and Evok have sadly had to disappear. Um, and carry on with their lives because, you know, this podcast doesn't revolve around – or their lives don't revolve around this podcast. Um, so – but I do think they did give us quite a bit of advice um, just as a um, – in a capacity as a person in leadership. So, you know, they've kind of already answered that. Um, and, Gurren, if you want more specific advice, you know, just message them. I think they would be more than willing to talk to you, <laughs> especially because Evoc is now in the wheelers with you. Um, so she has also asked us a few questions, um, the first one being, who is the stinkiest in the entire of PBE? Who do you think, Madison? Well, he was just upset. I was supposed to bring this up last time and I was supposed to call out person man. But now I feel bad because he's not here to defend himself or say any <laughs> rebuttal. So I guess I still have to say person man. I think Evox said that earlier too. <laughs> I mentioned it. You mentioned that DVS. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I guess person man being the um, GM, it just all comes under the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I'm going to um, be super honest here and everyone listening is more than welcome to laugh. Um, it took me a long time to even ask, um, stinkiest, what is, what are we referring to? Does that mean it's really good or really bad? Or is it like bad <laughs> and just? And so I finally asked in my HO discord, I was just like, please don't laugh. <laughs> um, and then the first response was, ha ha ha. And I was like, no, don't laugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I don't actually really know. Um, I don't feel as though I have, um, look, I do have a rivalry. So let's just go with, uh, Maddie Ice being the stinkiest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, fellow HO member and your co-GM, but we do have a bit of a rivalry. So that I'll go with that. And if, you know, it already wasn't noticed, it's definitely going to be on now. Um, if you were a GM and could pick one user in PBE history to be in your team, who would it be? Now, look, I put this tweet out probably in the middle of the night for US citizens and he responded to me in my middle of the night. So I uh, haven't had a super long time to really look into the history books there, um, but maybe that could be content for next week in another off-season account. I do have one. Oh, you've got one? Yeah, cool. I actually have two. Yeah. I, since Evoc was 
on the podcast, I definitely would have to say Victoria's Secret, um, one of the best pitchers of all time. So I would definitely say her. Um, and second would be Julian O'Sullivan, which was Juso's um, best hitter of all time. So I think those two would be pretty great powerhouses to have on my team if I was a GM. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, can you go past either of them? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have a new or a returning um, legend in the game, um, and that is Goylers. And I think she's recreated as uh, Hudson or Hunter. I can't quite remember off the top of my head now. Um, But her first player, Sophia Bennett, I think would also be pretty cool. I think she's in the Hall of Fame, but I could be very wrong there about the Hall of Fame. Anyway, I think she'd be pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, his last question was, uh, can I come back on your show? And then the next one was pretty please. See question three. <laughs> so look, we have opened up um, a guest spot that you can bid on. So Shu, feel free to bid and we will more than happily have you back. <laughs> and all that money goes right to charity. So <laughs> it does, which I think opens today or at some point this week, which will be super exciting. Um, I also read somewhere that the ISFL have already raised $1,800. Wow, that is awesome. Oh, I know. That is pretty good. I think for like a week, <laughs> yeah. a week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that's. Fantastic. So hopefully PVE can get behind this. And I know they did last time. So let's uh, let's all get on it again. Yeah, definitely okay. go check out the auction whenever that comes out. Yeah, but I think we'll all get a notification in our team discords anyway when it does yeah. become live. So look out for that. Anyway, I think that's it for today. Um, we can sign off for PBE from our perspective. Um, and, you know, prep for our next one. (laughs) It's been great chatting with you today, Madison. Yes, it was really great to talk to Bex and Ebok. It was. Anyway, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.